Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Oh, I got a live one here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Spears and Angry Spears and Steinberg Podcast. We're coming to you uh, from, uh, we're in Dallas, kind of. Uh, yeah, Arlington, Texas. Arlington, Texas. And, and hopefully the goal is to do an hour worth of shit that we all wrote down and is worthy of talking about. But between the two topics... That we really want to discuss, which is my love situation, which is in the shitter, and our podcast or being guests on the podcast episode of The Fighter and the Kid with Brian Callen and what's the dude's name? Brendan Shaw. Brendan Shab. Shab or some some yeah. motherfuckers was an ex uh, MMA UFC fighter. Shit's about to get deep, about to get deep, baby. Well, we talked about it a little bit on the last podcast, just right. a little bit. But um, you know, and, and make sure we also give a big shout out though to the guys that about last night podcast. Yes, uh, which was the much friendlier, funnier podcast with Adam Ray and Brad Williams about last night. And I'm not trying to shit on Fighter and the Kid, but uh, it, it was a difference. It was a difference in terms of. The fun that we had or the lack thereof and people's comments. You and I certainly didn't know that we were going to get the backlash that we got from Fighter and the Kid. But that's what we're going to dive into. Uh, It's it's Shab. I think I'm saying it right. What is it? Brandon Shab. Brandon Shab. So there it is. Um, But I just want to make sure that I was saying it right. Um, You know what? I didn't feel like I got... Before you you dive in, let me... Mine's going to be quick, so go ahead. No, no. This is my intro to this. And this is me as Tony Montana, Al Pacino, (laughs) Scarface balcony scene, getting shot up. Fuck you, mate. Fuck you. You might have... Fuck you. Fuck with me. You fucking with the best. And I don't want to say all of y'all, because a lot of the comments... It was so back and forth between positive comments and negative comments that I don't want to sit and shit on all the listeners or the fans of the fighter and the kid. So let me say this like this to all of you motherfuckers that negatively gave us backlash. And let's be real. A majority of it was white people. And we'll, and and we'll explain 
a big major fuck you and suck my wish I had a big black dick to all you motherfuckers who follow the 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 fighter and the kid because this is why and I know again I emphasize we talk so much about race on this podcast that I don't want people to think we're a one trick pony and that's all we do but if we're dealing with the rea- the reality of life Hollywood and being black in America, from my perspective, this is an ongoing issue. And being on the road, because we get to see it as it affects the, the country in different places. Right. So unless we talk about it and create a dialogue, then this shit is just ongoing. So the only way to heal from this shit is to attack it straight on. I love how you cocksuckers took so much of what I said out of context or you didn't understand where I was coming from because, and this is why I say, this is the naivete of some white people. If you want to call me a racist and you want to say certain shit about me, fine, fair enough, but do your fucking homework. So many times you motherfuckers from a feeling of racial guilt don't want to invest the time and effort and to do the homework to understand why black people say the things that we say. You just want to go, oh, let's act like racism never happened. It's well, It was 100 years ago. Let's start now. Let's erase all the shit that ever happened and ignore it like it never happened. And let's start now. And what you motherfuckers fail to realize is that the fucking atrocities of that, the scars of that never really heal. Yes, it might not be as ugly today, scar-wise, as it was when it first happened, because when wounds heal, they don't look as bad once they've healed as they did when they started, but there's still evidence that the shit is there, and it plagues you to this fucking day. And the fact that you cocksuckers came at me so hard with, oh, he's a racist, and are you talking race talk? That just shows me y'all don't really give a fuck in terms of making the investment to go, okay, let me hear him out. Let me do my homework. Let me do some self-investigation and understand where this comes from. And it's unfair to me. It's unfair to you. And that was partly my point on the podcast. And I even said it. I'm again, I'm not saying all white people are racist. I'm just saying as a race, you guys are known for racism. And the shit that you say proves it because you don't give a fuck. You don't give a fuck. You don't want to take the time to do your homework and research and go, okay, now I understand the context of where this is coming from. You just want to feel like, oh my God, I didn't do it. Let me erase this guilt that I'm supposed to have and just point your fucking finger, point your fucking finger at the bad guy. And, and point me as a racist when you're not understanding the context of which this is coming from. Fuck you. Suck my nuts. Fuck you. I, I think, though, what you're missing is that, first of all, I, I would just like to make sure that you are aware of this, that I did see uh, black people's comments uh, to the negative on what we said, too. Right. Okay, so it wasn't all white, number one. Number two. But the niggas that say that. Again, are the niggas that want to go, uh, coonism. Nigga, what you talking about? Nigga, we ain't here. Fuck that. There's a responsibility you have to own up to. And I'm not saying live in the past necessarily or, you know, try to cling on to 
we all want to progress. We all want to go forward and get better. But in order to get better, you got to deal with the problems that still to this day exist. Well, and then the other part is, I felt like you really, before you said anything, you did set it up where you said, I'm not blaming 100% of this on anyone else because I, I, you said you yourself had contributed to where you are right. in this company, in, in this whole entertainment business. Right. And some of the things that you had done, you would have done differently. Right. So there is no way that you were saying that this is the problem and this is why I'm here. You were saying it's a combination of multiple things. Right. To the white folks that are saying to, uh, to you that uh, this has been handled a long time ago, uh, or that you are you you just you're looking for racism for that way. Then right. could those white people uh, stop saying that uh, the Jews control the media and that's why we get the kind of news that we get as well? Then because if this has all been worked out, right? And this is all. Could you take me off the plate then too? Could you take right. Jews controlling the media off of why we get certain kinds of news that we get? And I'm not saying that's everybody. I'm just saying if you're gonna, if you want to say, have we eliminated <coughs> shit? Eliminate it all, right? But the other part of this that I need to make sure that I think that uh, no, I want you to do your stuff first, and then I want to talk about some stuff that you showed me earlier. All right. Today. So let me read a couple of the uh, some of the feedback I got <clears throat> on my Instagram, which is Ari Spears official, uh, from some of the people that 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 uh, commented about what we did on the fighter and the kid. Steve is fantastic. This one absolutely sucked. You're a racist, buddy. Redneck underscore academy. I tried to do the white way. and Oh, no, let me read his other one. It's actually outrageously frustrating to listen to you throughout this podcast. The face I wear wear around white folks ain't going to be the face I wear around my own. That line made me want to throw up. It's 2018. You still living in this bullshit, my own people. Jesus Christ, man. Get it together. Stop being so racist and simple-minded. So disappointed when you hear something like this. And goddamn 2018, almost 19, be better. Well, listen. And the fact, I think it's ironic that you call yourself redneck because your comment shows that you're a redneck. Listen, you fucking cocksucker. Let's get it straight. You're ignoring what I'm saying. You're sitting there saying, how can you be so simple minded as to say, I got to wear two faces. I got to be you. I got to be one way around black people and one pair one way around white people, which is which is to suggest it should only be one way. I should only have to wear one face, the American face, the face that includes all of us. That's a very noble idea, you cocksucker. But if that were the case, you wouldn't have niggas being killed by cops. You wouldn't have Black Lives Matter in 2018. There's a reason why this shit still exists. If the problem was fixed, we could wear one face. But the problem still fucking exists. Black people have to wear two faces because we still live in a country where if a nigga kneels for the flag for simply trying to say... I'm protesting injustice and inequality in America because there are cops who kill niggas and either don't get reprimanded or get paid leave and oftentimes don't even go to court and get prosecuted. There's a problem. We have to be one way in front of white people to be acceptable and to deal. And there's another way we be around our own because we're comfortable and culturally That's comfortable because we can't be one way. 
We can't. We got to act a certain way around our own, which is naturally uncomfortable. And we got to act a certain way around you, because if we don't, your already perception of us gets validated. If we if we if we don't act a certain way for you to go, oh, okay, they're different. We feed into that negative bullshit that you already think about us without getting to know us, without doing your homework and understanding. Why is it so hard for you cocksuckers to understand? Uh, I just want to bring out the point that uh, when you talk about Colin Kaepernick kneeling, right? He just knelt. That's all he did. There was no. There's no words. There's nothing going on. You. He. It's a quiet protest to what he's doing. Right. But it's just quiet. And the word there is quiet because no one knows what he's saying, what he's feeling, thinking, or doing inside. It's. It's a show of where he feels he is. Tim Tebow, a few years before that, would kneel as well. For the Lord, in, while the national and did he catch flack? None. Oh, what a coincidence! What a coincidence! Because you're, it's a judgment by your eyeballs. I, I, and he did it for religious reasons. So do, let me ask you: Do you think that he got away with it for religious reasons? If it's a silent protest, what difference does it make? What reason? Not a protest. Make? If it's silent, what difference? But does was it make? his a, was was his a silent protest? It wasn't a it wasn't a protest. It was just silent. About religion. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I just watched the third episode, and if you guys haven't seen it, please watch it. It's such a great watch. LeBron James's documentary on Showtime. Shut up and dribble. On the third episode, there was a player, and if you're an NBA fan, you know exactly who I'm talking about. Mahmoud Raouf. Yeah, from Denver. From Denver. He would kneel. He would. He. I mean, he would not stand for the anthem because he was a Muslim, Muslim, and he was essentially blackballed from the NBA. So if Tim Tebow cannot stand for his religious beliefs, but Mahmoud Raouf, a black guy, did the same thing and was banned from the NBA. You mean to tell me? You don't understand why we have to wear two faces. It's two different set of rules, motherfuckers. You know what? The idea, though, of two faces, to me, is funny that anyone would comment on that because we all wear multiple faces. Do we really? Yeah. You, you, you as a white guy, you wear a multiple face? Yeah. When? We all do. Do you, you either wear a face of fear you, you, around you know, niggas so they don't... Do you take do you take your home business outside and show it to everybody? Would you, what do you mean, my home business? Everything that happens in our lives, we have a we have a face that we wear in our home when we're comfortable with people. We have a going out face that we wear to make people feel comfortable. We have the going we have the business face. You think the guys that partied all through college and are party guys, and then they go and they go for the job interview that they they go as the party guy to the job interview, or do they go as the? But no matter what face a white person wears, it's still a white face. You still have an advantage. I, you, you you still have an advantage. You don't whether you if you decide to wear that face, that's a personal decision. You don't. Have, you could still wear whatever face what you want to wear, and you'll be all right. But I'm niggas saying, can't do that. I understand what you're trying to say. I'm just saying for someone to call you out for mentioning that you wear two different faces in a world that everyone wears different faces, but you have to do it so that you can blend. And so to survive, to survive, and to gain a job that's different, and to not be fucked over. But we all have an interview face. We all go out there. I understand what you're saying. Yours is different for just to survive. Ours is to get away with shit. This dude, uh, Christopher, Q-R-I-S-T-A-F-U-R-R, Christopher on my Instagram. Yo, 
dope to see and hear another perspective on certain from a guest who isn't a white comic on the fighter and the kid. Um, another guy, I love this episode. I used to love Aries until this podcast. Poor me. I'm black, so I couldn't make it big. If you're black and support Trump, you're an Uncle Tom, which is racist, by the way. Fuck whiny bitch. And I hope at some point when we leave this, because one of the things I wanted to do today, especially to address that particular comment, is I love, again, how some white people live in this bubble. Like we're all equal and everything is great. And if you believe that, all you got to do is go on YouTube and look at Jordan Klepper, who I think is it's brilliant, who goes who was going to these Trump rallies to interview Trump supporters. And you can see the blatant, inbred, dumb, racist fucking cocksuckers that they were, which explains to you why there's such a divide in America. And he was so brilliant. These motherfuckers were so stupid. They didn't even know they were being insulted. When he flat out insulted them in their face. And again, if we have time, I want to play some of the sound bites from some of those. And your jaw drops from how, are you serious? There's a, there is a segment of the population. And again, half the country voted for Trump, which is the sad and scary part that a good section of this country so fucking stupid and racist. They really believe this shit. Not half the country voted for Trump. Half the amount of people that voted voted for Trump. Okay, so half the amount of people that voted. And I'm not saying all Trump supporters were racist. I'm not even saying you're saying that. I'm just saying let's let's let's. I, I'm just I'm just saying. To, I'm very careful to stay to what's true. Which is going to exactly segue us into the email yeah. that I got re- regarding you. Yeah. And which is why you and I have at, at times gotten in such heated debates where I wanted to smack some of them Jew curls off your sideburns, <laughs> nigga. I just, I, I, this, this person in this email is exactly validating the sentiment that I have been trying to argue with you for so long. Yeah, but, but I, we'll, we'll, yeah. We'll, 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 we'll get into that in, in a minute. But again, to all you kid in the fighter podcast supporters, Suck my cock, you sons of bitches. Because you took so much of what I said and heard what you wanted to hear rather than paying attention to what the fuck I said. At no point did I sit here and go, all white people are racist and the reason my career ain't where it's supposed to be is because of the white man. I even took responsibility for some of the things that I've done on my own, which has led me to be where I am. But in all fairness... Part of that is racial. I'm in a business that's racist. I'm in a business that's political. I'm in a business that's sexist. If it wasn't, why the fuck would we have Harvey Weinstein? And several cases like it. Several? More. Okay. Yeah. But I'm just saying, no one is, I'm not sitting here going, poor me, poor me. I'm just simply saying, yes, because of racism in Hollywood, you know what I should have did? I should have been, stay in your place, nigga. Don't speak up. Don't be Paul Mooney. Because when you're Paul Mooney and you speak up and you say certain shit based in fact, oh, shit, angry black man. Oh, shit, bitter nigga. I'm a problem. So if, if the racial aspect of Hollywood didn't exist, 
theoretically, I should be able to say what I want. I should be able to say what I feel without a label. And, I, and this label is being cast upon me because I'm saying shit. I'm the loud, angry nigga. Stay in your place. I'm not making this shit up. Shit is real. When I said the shit about my barber. That one I couldn't believe and I can't believe. And I, I, I want to go into that one too. Again, unless you're working on a Tyler Perry movie, a Spike Lee movie, any movie where the producer, director, and the cast is predominantly black. Or ESPN. I'm basing this off experience. White people, and I love the way Brian Callen, Callen uh, articulated it, and I can't remember it right now, and I hate it because I'm, I'm doing myself an injustice. Again, it wasn't about, oh my God, white people are just blatantly racist. I wish I could remember how he said it. It's just a- uh, It was ignorance, though. Ignorance, he said it better than that. No, but he said it better than that. It was just a, I didn't know. And because you don't know and you don't take the time to know, you just assume and you make the mistake. White people don't understand or they assume black hair is like anybody else's hair. Why can't a white guy cut your hair, black guy? Why can't a white guy do what for you what he does for everybody else? Nah, motherfucker, our hair, our texture is different. It's different. You and niggas that go to uh, what's the barbershop? The 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 the, the generic shit just for cuts. What's it called? Uh, cuts something cuts. Uh, super 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 cuts. cuts. Any nigga that goes to super cuts to have a white woman from Minnesota trim him up. This nigga looks. I've her, never seen a black dude at a super. Cut. I've seen him in the commercials. <laughs> so they advertise towards niggas. And there are niggas that go. But them is the type of niggas, again, that wear leather moccasins with no socks, choker necklaces, khaki pants, and they want to be white. To get your hair done proper, niggas go in the. Niggas go with who they familiar with. To get a, the proper fade, a lineup. Have you even. Do you even know what those terms are? Yeah. Have you heard that? A fade. Yeah. A lineup, yeah. A edge up. My son's a barber. Okay, so if you if a black dude hangs around other black dudes and takes his hat off, and his shit is fucked up, yeah. niggas clown him. Hey man, you need an edge up. You need a lineup, <laughs> nigga. What's up with your fade? And I guarantee you, most white barbers don't even know what those terms are. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm, hold, on, hold on, so when I go, I'm going on a set, whether it's a movie or a TV show, where the cast is ninety percent white. That means the motherfuckers behind the scenes are 90% white. And I'm not going to let a white guy cut my hair and fuck my shit up so that when I get on camera for this TV show or this movie, to other white people that don't know, they don't know the difference. But to niggas, they're going, look at that nigga edge up. Who cut that nigga's hair? So because I want to bring in my own barber to make sure I look straight, I'm a diva. I'm a problem. This nigga's a problem is what they label me. I'm not trying to be a problem. I just want to look as good on film as a black guy as Brad Pitt looks as a white guy. And the fact that there are some white people in this industry who don't know black hair, don't know black needs, don't know black specificities. And we try to get the proper people in place to do for us. Now you're a problem. So come on, man. 
No, no, and I, I agree with you 100. percent What I where I don't agree with you, and what I want to make sure that uh, because people have said this on on that that uh, on that thread after the podcast is that uh, all barbers know what a fade in a lineup is. You, you think so? Yeah, if they went to barber school any time lo- recently, I would love to come back to this podcast. Here's what I would like to do for me and you, and I would even love to get it on film. Let's 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 go into a white barber shop. I mean, a white barber shop. And go, hey, can you give me a, a fade and an edge up and a lineup and see if he knows what the okay. fuck I'm talking okay, about? Okay, but let me let me just finish what I'm trying to say. Do you know what a dunk is? You mean in basketball yeah. terms? Yes. Yeah, in terms, right? Yes. Can you dunk? Can I dunk? Yeah. No. That's what I'm trying to get through right now into this conversation. Barbers go to school. They know what an edge up is. They 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 know how to, to do a fade. That doesn't mean they can do it because once they get done with barber school and they put in 1,200 hours or whatever it is at barber school and they're done and they go to their, their shop, right. they do at their shop what they do. And if you go to a shop where it's mainly white dudes, you're learning to do cuts for white dudes. If you go to a black barber shop and you're doing black hair, then you know how to do it. But until you – that's like specializing. You don't go to a knee doctor because you have an earache. These are specialties. This is a specialty that people learn, and you only learn it from putting it in the hours and the time. So I understand what you're saying 100%, but these guys that are saying, when you go, you go to barber school, you learn that. You learn it. You don't specialize in it. You don't get good at it. You, it's a craft. It's something that you do over and over and constantly, and you learn how to do. Right, and, but what I'm saying is the fact that the studios... Don't understand that. Don't understand it, no, nor do they want to understand because it. Because they think like that guy who wrote... They here's here's the arrogance. Uh, you assume niggas' hair is like everybody Nobody else's hair. hair, so that's the white arrogance of thinking y'all don't matter, or or not. And I hate to say that like that because it makes it seem like I'm saying it's a purpose move for white people to go. You niggas don't matter, and I'm not saying literally they're saying that, but because you don't take the time to give a fuck, it's an un- or no. There's a white arrogance and assumption. It's an un- I'm assuming that our barbers can do for you and our makeup specialists can do for you uh, what we do for ourselves. There's an arrogance in that. It's an unintentional. It's unintentional action because of no action. Like what I'm saying about my son, he works at a barbershop. He went to school. He knows how to do it. I've seen him do black dude's hair. He does a great job cutting black dude's hair. I'm going to be honest. He does. But if he went to that shop that my son works in, guess what? He might be able to line you up. He might be able to send you up. But does he have Does he have a brush? Does he have any combs, picks for, for black people? No. Does he have any hair product? No. Does he have anything that goes with a black hair? No. So he might even know how to do it. So the guy who comes, the guy that they hire from the barber, who's a good barber to come in or a good person to work on hair and makeup and they're white, they're going to come in with white people shit unless they do black hair. Right. So everything you're saying is 100% correct. Everything that guy tried to say was correct in the idea that he... Uh, that everybody goes to school and learns, but just because you learn doesn't mean you have the equipment to do what you're supposed to be doing. Right. And that's where this gets lost. This is where the communication gets lost. And I got to say this because this is what, uh, no, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait till you get to that part where that dude. In the email. In the email. Because I'm going to wait. Here was another one that bothered me. I had mentioned about 
and the fighter guy on the podcast, even before it was established to me that he was a fighter, I knew he was a fighter because I saw his ears. Yeah, cauliflower ears. He had the cauliflower cauliflower ears. Uh, So at some point, we talked about Joe Rogan, and he proudly went, I'm best friends with Joe Rogan. And I and I and I said this before. I would love to do do Joe Rogan's podcast because, from what I heard from Bobby Lee and from Jamie Masada, the owner of the Laugh Factory, Joe Rogan thinks I'm a hack. Now Brian Callen, to my defense, went, "No, you're not a hack. Anybody that's ever seen you knows you're not a hack." Uh, I don't know how true that is. Maybe somehow in the pipeline that was brought up, but I don't think Joe would have said that about you. If Joe said it about me. I would love to do Joe's podcast for two reasons, obviously. One, nigga's huge. And as we're trying to grow our podcast, it would help to get on his podcast. But more importantly, I'm looking at it from an angle. If motherfucker, if you think I'm a hack, if you have a problem with me, Joe, get me on the podcast. Let's talk about it, nigga. And listen, I ain't making no uh, mistakes about who Joe is. I'm a confrontational nigga. I'm an aggressive motherfucker. And my my thought was, if I do Joe Rogan's podcast and I say some shit to trip this nigga up and he want to fight me, that's an L for me. Everybody knows Joe Rogan is a is a bad motherfucker with them hands and feet. Nigga does the UFC shit. He's a bad motherfucker. If I, I'm not going to be stupid. If I go do Joe Rogan's podcast, I'm going up there with the fruit of Islam. Because <laughs> I ain't going to fight that nigga and lose. And based on what I went through with 5150, I know I irritate motherfuckers. So if I say some shit to make Joe want to put his hands on me and I got to fight this nigga one-on-one, I'm going to take an L. But if he do want to fight me, then at least I'll be prepared. But that being said, and here's why I say that, because I mentioned on the, on the fighter and the kid, yo, Joe destroyed Carlos Mencia's career. He didn't he, destroy it. No, he, he basically did. Uh, trust me, I talked to my manager and agent on this. After that shit was exposed... It fucked Carlos up. It did. He was still. He's still selling out. No, he's not. Clubs. He's still no, he's clubs. not. I'm telling you. I met with my manager and agent. Carlos is struggling to fill clubs now. Between that Joe Rogan shit and him saying on that documentary, yeah, I still jokes. That's well, both played yeah. a part. Yeah. So I'm sitting here going, how come Joe gave Amy Schumer a pass? but destroy Carlos. Brian gave you a good answer. uh, Well, he gave me the safe answer. A good answer, though. He gave me the safe answer. And I remember when I read the comments when when Joe had Hannibal Burris on his podcast and they discussed it, Joe boiled it down to parallel thinking and all this other horse shit. I would like to confront Joe and all the comments on YouTube was a lot of people lost respect for Joe for that. They were angry with Joe for that because, again, you destroyed Carlos's career. But you protecting this bitch, and it's the same shit. Why do you think he's protecting her? He's not protecting her. He's not saying don't go after Amy. Okay, uh, Andy, before we get deep, let me finish. And I know that when we had this conversation earlier, you said, well, it was about the writers for her sketch show and other sketch shows. No, if you break it down and you look at the YouTube clips, there are at least half a dozen to a dozen comedians verbatim she's taking motherfuckers bits matter of fact i saw a bit yesterday as i was watching on my ipad the the caption on youtube was comedians talking about their worst dates ever which was a bullshit caption because it was really about comics doing sex jokes no comics were doing jokes about 
bad dates. Chris D'Elia was on it and a bunch of other motherfuckers who was up and coming. And Amy does this joke where she goes, at 2 o'clock in the morning when the lights come up, men just want pussy. And they're like zombies pointing at their own dicks going, that's Patrice's bit from Elephant in the Room. Ladies, don't be sexy with it. Just point at it. She did the same fucking motion. And when I said what I said, I think because Brian has a relationship with Joe, he took the political safe response because Brendan is a friend of Joe's. He avoided it. And I'm just simply saying, let's be honest. Don't be hypocrites. And again, comments to my Instagram was, Motherfuckers t- thought I made it racial. Yeah, that oh, was the bullshit part. Are, are you saying that he attacked Carlos because he was a Mexican? I never said that. It had nothing to do with race. It was about, nigga, don't be a hypocrite. It's about you, comics. Comics. You destroyed Carlos for stealing. Why are you giving Amy Schumer a pass, nigga? And I would love to do Joe's podcast to confront him about that. Well, see, I, 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 it's not that I disagree with you totally, but I, I do disagree with you quite a bit on it. Because some of the some of the jokes when what, what Brian said when you have writers when you have writers working on it and they're giving you pieces and you haven't heard it even if you have heard it it's, it's changed around maybe you don't catch it I don't know that is a possibility Joe Joe said and I and I and I believe Joe in this it, it's not his responsibility to police comedy but it was his responsibility to police comedy when Carlos did because it, it was so to, what's the fucking because difference? it was to Airy. It was to Ari Shapiro. Who was a friend of his. And it would happen at the comedy store when he was always at the comedy store. Amy Schumer is a friend of his. What's the difference? So you defend one friend but not the other? No. There's no one that he's not defending in this one. Or protect. Protect. He he went up because Carlos was on stage and he did it when Carlos was on stage after he did one of Ari's jokes. Why, why does this man have to become the defender of comedy? And, and, you don't, and, and don't, but, but you can't claim I'm not the defender of comedy one minute, but then on another minute, you do a, you destroy a man's livelihood? He didn't destroy it at that point. I'm Carlos worked really did. hard at destroying it himself as well. Carlos is part of the blame, obviously. But don't think for one second that Joe Rogan didn't play a hand in exposing this nigga and bringing it, bringing it out to the masses to make people go, look, thief, it was, hate him, it was, fuck him. It was one of the first recordings where people where it changed someone's career because it was put on media, social media. He went and defended his, his he went and defended his guy. That's all he did. He went and defended his guy. He ain't supposed to defend everybody's guy. You just said right now, if you were going to go on that, you'd bring somebody to defend you if there was a situation that went down. He are, it was his guy. The situation occurred. He went up and stayed. So you telling Carlos me? Out. So you telling me with a straight face that you don't think it's fucked up that Joe Rogan went after Carlos and gives Amy a pass? You telling me with a straight face you don't think that's fucked? Everybody up? whose jokes that he that, uh, that she, if if there are jokes that she has stole that let's is, stop uh, saying if there are. Okay, let's be real. Then let's go. Uh, Kathleen Madigan. Kathleen Madigan. Where is she? Tammy Pescatelli. Have they came out? Tammy Pescatelli. Have they came out and said these jokes are mine? Come on, B. No. Come uh, on, I mean, B. Let's be real. Are you going to defend yourself? I'm not. Def- not you. Are you going to defend yourself as a comic? Hollywood is power, and at the time, at that moment. Amy coming off a train. What was a train train wreck? Yeah, train wreck. The hot. She's the white Kevin Hart. Power. Dave Attell was in that movie. A couple of comics was in that movie. Colin Quinn was in the movie. Niggas is trying to eat. 
Niggas is trying to make it. Jim Florentine was So they go, I'm not about to bite the hand that feeds me. I'm not about to piss this bitch off. And she's the hottest thing going. And I could be in a movie. Niggas are protecting their own investment themselves. Amy was someone that I think they went all the, the, the Hollywood. They gave her a pass. Because they're all in they on They gave her. her a pass. They're all and, in and, on and, and even when Kathleen Madigan and Tammy Pescatelli and a couple of them came out, eventually they retracted. Because they went, this bitch is powerful. She's got fame, notoriety. She's on the rise. If we shit on this bitch, we shit on ourselves. No, she didn't do it. Nope. Get the fuck out of here. Listen. I, I can't I I'm not I'm not the defender of comedy. Kevin Nealon. Kevin Nealon did a joke about fucking with Asian women. Go look at the shit on YouTube. Amy has taken every fucking joke from those people and twisted it and changed it ever so slightly. Dave Chappelle. I don't like when a woman tells me when to come. I'd rather her tell me where to come. I'm going to come in a fishbowl. Same joke on the leather special, Amy Schumer. I don't want a guy to tell me whatever to come, something to come. And I come in a different thing. Like, come on, man. And my, again, my whole thing with Joe is this. Nigga, you can't play both sides. It's not my job to police. But you policed once for one person against another person. All right, this is the part where I'm going to cut to the email. You you really think that he owes it to that he owes it to everybody now to defend everybody? Well, motherfucker, mind your business. Don't pick and choose when it works for you. If you're gonna mind your business on Amy, mind your business on Carlos. Okay. Again, he, he he fucked that man's life up. So if someone fucks with me and you defend me because you know what's true, then do you have to defend everyone else? If I defend you because I know it's yeah, like if someone if someone took one of my jokes and you defended me, right? 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 And it became, it, it went viral or whatever, and everybody saw this. Then you have to defend every other feature for the rest of your life? On principle? Yeah. I should. Do you? Will you? I have to be put in that situation. Dude, it's not, I'm telling you, comedy polices itself. It's not Joe's job. It, 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 otherwise, this would but be called Joe's job. did you hear what you job. just said? If it ain't Joe's job, then motherfucker don't take a stance on it ever. He took a stance for... For Ari, that's what you're defending. This motherfucker. I'm not defending. You are. Yeah, I'm defending Joe. I don't think it's his responsibility. Now, again, I didn't make it a race issue. It wasn't about that part. Pissed me off. But now, let me make it a. And this is me being sarcastic and funny. It's ironic to me that when you're defending the dude, he happens to be white, but you're not defending him when it was against the Latino. I'm being sarcastic and I'm being funny. My attempt. But come on, man. Knock it off. Knock it off. I, I don't think... What Joe did was fucked up. Nigga, if you're going to take a stance and destroy a man's livelihood... First of all... Destroy a man's livelihood... You think that Joe knew that that was going to go viral as a, as a video like that? Uh, well, I don't think that he... Wasn't I, don't, I don't think that he wasn't gave happen- a fuck. That wasn't happening I don't happening think he at the gave time, a fuck. That wasn't happening Okay, he didn't give a fuck. I don't think he went, I'm going to purposely do this. To make it go viral. So you, he did what he did. We just happened to be in the age of social media, and that's what it was. And that's what happened. And I don't think that's ever happened before up to that point. And let me tell you what. If we're on the road and someone steals my joke and you don't stick up for me, I'm going to be pissed off. But I'm not expecting you to go fucking deal with everybody else. 
Sergio Sosa, my man who's a fan of the podcast. What up, baby? Told you we would talk about this. Here, here, and he labeled the podcast Steinberg. Yep. So this is really to you. I started listening to your podcast from the very first one, and sometimes I jump to current day. Your boy plays devil advocate, the pun is intended, too much. This is just my opinion. If he is also a comedian, then say something funny rather than continually say, I'm not defending him or her, but you are a dude. Show us how funny you are versus sounding like he's doing a Vlad interview of Aerie Spears. However, if I ever commit a crime, I pray Steinberg is on my jury. Hashtag mistrial. Hashtag I'm free. Yeah. And me and you have argued about this on occasion. Well, you heard- and I've said to you, dude, like sometimes I really feel, and this is where I lump you in in the racial aspect. Because no matter how, and, and I'm proud of you, bro. Because when I came in the room today, I <laughs> that, saw that you. You laying. don't have to tell anybody. No, that. but I'm, I gotta say it because I don't want people to think <clears throat> this is just who you are. You was laying on your stomach watching uh, YouTube and watching Malcolm X. I firmly believe if slavery existed today, you'd be the one white dude I could depend on to help a nigga get free. Just so you know, so, I turned that off when I heard you coming into the room. Which now devalues. No, all no, the- I turned it off because I didn't, I wasn't, I want to make sure that I turned it off because you didn't need to know that I was watching that. Why not? Because it, I'm not selling anything. I'm <laughs> you watching don't have something to sell for myself. It. Okay, okay. Well, that motherfucker shit well, at me. Well, that's the only reason I, that I'm gives me it. more reason to not turn on you if shit gets thick. <laughs> But I'm simply saying the fact that you were watching it, I don't want people to get this perception that I, 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 I think you're the, the naive white guy that I believe a lot of white people tend to be. But you often say things and defend certain positions where I go, man, <clears throat> just like them, you're not getting it. And this is another dude reiterating what I've said so many uh, times. Yeah, but you guys don't get what I get, which I'm getting it. But you can't lie. Like, I, it's not about even lying. It's, it's misconstruing the numbers. It's misconstruing the intent. You have to tell the truth on, bo- on both sides. There's two truths. There's two truths. There's always two truths. Yes, three. Yours, yeah, mine, and the truth. truth. But <coughs> the two sides... Both feel validated and have a, a right to feel the way that they feel, regardless if it's right or wrong. That's what they feel. And uh, that, that stupid saying that uh, you don't know a man till you walked a mile in his shoes. If you don't understand both sides, if you don't understand, if you don't take into account for what, even if it's even if their side is knowingly wrong, I could look at their side and go, that is wrong. But if I don't understand <coughs> it, if I don't take the time to understand it, I could never explain to that person in a way that they could understand why they're wrong. Just like when you said about the numbers right now, half the people. No, not half the people in this country voted because now we're going to say that the country is completely divided half this way and half that way. It's not. First, there was the independents that voted one way or the other way. Uh, then there's the numbers of the people that actually voted, and those numbers were split. And then the rest of the country. And on top of that, people didn't vote for who they wanted. They voted for who they felt was going to fuck them over the least. No one wanted either of those. I'm, I'm going to rephrase that. Please. For the most part, I don't think that we can say that the best two people were running to run this country, that were available that, to us in this country. That, that, is, that, is, that is the 
neutral liberal answer you can give. No, it's the true feeling of how I feel that only the, out of the two people who ran. Those now we're two, talking about Trump and Hillary. Yeah, those are the only two people that could have actually duked it out for this battle. Because no one, <coughs> when you me. really do look at the split in the country, no one could agree. And I did have someone call me and say, hey, Andy, you want to know what it feels like to be black? This is the first time I'm going to be able to explain to you what it's like to feel black. When you go to vote this time, you're not going to vote for who you want, which the white idea is we get what we want. We're going to vote for who we think will fuck us over the least. He goes, that's what it feels like to be black. How many people percentage-wise voted for Trump? It was like 50%. Okay. So the idea is that the other half voted for Hillary. Right. Okay. So of the 50% that voted for Trump, and again, not saying all Trump voters are racist, because we know that's not the case. But a good majority of those people, you think they're racist? A good majority of them? Yeah. You think they're, you think they're racist? <coughs> Man, I'm going to have to define, and this is where the, I'm going to get called out from your, your what's his name right there? Who? The, which, what's the guy who wrote that email? Do I think they're Sergio. racist? Do I think they're racist? Do I, or do I think a majority of them are, however Brian described that, that they're ignorant towards uh, to black, the black community, the Mexican community, any other non-white community? Do I think they're bigoted? Yeah. Do I think they're racist? Do I think they're intentionally racist, the majority of them? I would like to believe the majority of them aren't. That would be 25% of the country. Right. I would like to say that they're not. I don't know. Do you think that they're stupid? Yeah, I think there's a lot of ignorance. And I, I don't want to say stupid because that means that I, I think they're ignorant because the way the country's built, they don't understand why uh, their views or the way that their actions run with racism. Like... Okay, I'm going to give you the best example I can that's really the most aggressive one. When Trump, uh, in Charlottesville, when there was the clash bet- between the, both sides, the protesters uh, protested on one side, and then we had the other side that was supposed to come out and protest because they didn't want statues taken down. Now, personally, for me, I think those statues all need to come down, but that's a whole other issue that we're going to have, that I wanted to say right now. When Trump came out and said there was very good people on both sides, there were good people on the opposite side, but they ceased to be good people as soon as they marched equally with just straight-up racist skinheads. Uh, I, I want to make sure I understand what you're saying. Backtrack a little bit. You said there were good people or... or- I think that you could you could make the argument, but you have to hear the whole argument. <clears throat> there were good people on both sides. I think some people believe in those statues because they're from their family history. But I think once they marched down the street with people that were wanting, uh, what were they chanting? They were chanting Jews. They were well, chanting blacks. Us, black, yeah, right, right. Once they started, once they walked foot in foot with those people, they ceased to be good people. So let's backtrack again. You believe they were good people. Right? I believe, no, no, no. Let, let, I believe let's, there let's could take, have been good people let, let, in there. No, let's yeah. take it step by step. Okay. You believe they were good people. Not all of them. Right. I believe there could have been some good Could have been. Some in that group. Let's, let's go with could have okay. been. Okay. But once they. They. Then what? Marched with. Right. So once they marched with. Stop. 
They're still good people? No. At that okay. moment, that's what I just said to so you. So how can you believe they, they were? Because before, they were marching for maybe, maybe something in their family that they thought they were there for. And, but when they saw what they were, they aligned with those people. Once so they then, aligned, so, so they're no longer so, good so, people. So if you don't have the intelligence from the jump, to know the difference, That's, then you never were good people. Because of their lack of intelligence? Yes. Yes. An intelligent person knows right and wrong. Yes. So if you aren't intelligent enough to differentiate the difference to go, I'm between going home right because and I'm wrong, not part of these people, yes. Yes. Okay. Right there. Then they were never good people. But they could have came out to be, and as soon as they saw it, they needed to go back home and they needed to go Did this. they? No, not as far as I'm concerned. Okay, woulda, shoulda, coulda. You want to continue to live in this Disneyland? No, I don't live in imagination. This I don't live in this. I'm just, okay, but it sounds like you're making excuses. No, I'm trying to say that we need to understand why somebody might have come out and how they fell into this. If we don't understand it, how are we? If we can't understand, you said that they were. Would you were stupid? Stupid. If you can't understand, if you can't look at stupid and say these people are stupid and they need some help understanding. We need to understand how to get them to come over. You can't just call them stupid and send them on their way because there's people in there who could be fixed, who didn't know to go home. I'm a who- quote. I'm a quote. The great comedian <clears throat> Ron White. You can't fix stupid. Yeah, you probably really can't fix stupid. But so, I think there's a change that you could make for these people. They are. They. They. Might, I don't. I don't want to justify these fucks. I don't. But. But there's. But there is. This is America. America was built uh, completely off uh, slave labor. And at that moment when it was... Uh, and be, and let's, let, let's, let's go back, though, before it was even America. Because how long, how, how long was slavery? 500 years, right? 400 years. 400 years. We're not that old. So this came over from uh, Europe. And it was the European idea that built America. With slave labor, Americans took it over, didn't give uh, blacks their fair share because they didn't see blacks as human. And so that's the first part, the most important part, where we have to go, that's where this <clears throat> continues to eat into the fabric of our country and where this racism and divide starts hundreds of years ago for people that weren't here but need to take responsibility for how it affects everyone today. And they refuse to have the conversation. That's the thread that you have on the fighter and the kid because they refuse to see that it still affects people today. So by saying all of this, all I'm saying is this country and this to its greatness of what this country could be is and was always called an experiment. And we're still in the midst of the experiment. And until we figure out a way to reach across to each other and make people understand, we are just pointing fingers and telling those people are stupid and we're right. And they're saying we're wrong. They're stupid. We're not going to get anywhere. And that's my point of saying that I have to figure out how to get stupid. I don't even want to call them stupid. How to get people. Why? That, because they're not. It's not. It's not. Fair Why? Because they're unintelligent. It's not stupidity. It's unintelligent. And. And. I'm giving people who are actually bone-to-the-bone racist a pass by calling them stupid. Because they're not stupid, they're racist. And racism isn't stupidity? No, racism is past stupidity. It's past stupidity. <sighs> all right, I want to... Because there's uh, no reason to hate someone else. Because we're all the same. Well, like Chris Rock said, there's a reason to hate everybody. Just don't do it. 
No, there's a reason to hate people that have done things to you, but there's not a reason to hate people that look different than you because we, the only, I think that the only true people in this country, the only people with real souls are blind people because they work off smell and they can smell when shit's wrong. Let's take a break from this technical bullshit. Uh, This, I got to play some of these sound bites. And again, if you haven't seen it and you want to have your jaw drop and laugh at how insane 50 percent of the people that voted for trump are let me let me let me play this clip we cover a lot of stories from this desk but sometimes to get the real you have to hit the street and again this is jordan klepper uh interviewing trump supporters and again just listen to some of the answers and it's breathtaking how fucking fucked we are ba 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 this is Jordan Klepper, fingers the pulse. This past summer, Trump flag waivers spouted a lot of theories about Hillary Clinton's health. We see the coughing fits. She's had, it seems like, a number of blood clots. What on earth could be the reason behind Hillary Clinton's bizarre behavior? Look, it almost seems seizure-esque to me. Turns out they were... Sort of right. We're now learning she's been diagnosed with pneumonia. If the crackpots halfway nailed one theory, maybe their truth fingers were in deeper than mine. I had to find out. I headed to Trump rallies in the crucial swing states of Ohio and Wisconsin to discover what his supporters know that the rest of us don't. Do you think it's worse than pneumonia? Eh, way she looks, yes. So what do you think's going on? It could be Parkinson's. It could be MS. It could be AIDS. What makes you think she has AIDS? Uh, the way her uh, husband used to be. So you think Bill had AIDS? Yes. So how did Bill Clinton get AIDS? Probably messing around with uh, Magic Johnson. <laughs> That's the natural conclusion? Yes. Interesting. The Clintons and Magic Johnson. What else do they know? They're saying there's like a double of her. Yeah. Do you think there was a Hillary Clinton double? Yeah. I think anything's possible when it comes to doubles. Wow, a Clinton double. Who knew? So I printed out two identical photos to see if they could see what we couldn't. And which one's the body double? Say that one. Well, what is it about this one? That makes- For the people that can't see it, it's two identical pictures to the T. There's no differences. Or whatever this is down in her throat is different. They look a ton alike, right? This right. looks a little bit younger. You think this looks younger? Yeah. But don't you think if you just look at something for long enough and you kind of have a paranoid mind, eventually you'll find a difference and make yeah, a big I deal of it? I think something like that's possible. Yeah. Which one are you more attracted to? This one. That one. Yeah. <laughs> Uncovering Hillary's doubles is one thing, but what could they tell us about our current commander-in-chief? Barack Obama is a Muslim. He's a terrorist. Nobody will ever tell me different. We don't even know if he's a citizen. Yeah, if you, if you don't look at the birth certificate, there's almost no evidence there. Exactly. So there's nothing Barack Obama could do to prove that he was born here? Uh, if there was maybe witnesses that were attendants at his birth. Like no? his mother? Would you listen to no. his mother? No. 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 She has motivation to lie. So you don't trust... Uh, Donald Trump's birth certificate either? Uh, yeah, because he's been here forever. Well, how do you know? But how do you, what's your proof? Um, well, his parents and... But no, but they, they're biased. I'm talking about like people who could Why be the Why would they be biased? Well, like, I'm just using your logic okay. against you. Okay. He acts like a Muslim. He talks like a Muslim. Uh, he also does the Muslim principles as far as jewelry is concerned. Jewelry? Yeah, jewelry. Certain months of the year, not wearing his wedding ring. That's a, that's, that's a deep cut. You want me to connect your necklace to your Christianity? Why would you do that? Well, you just taught me it. I didn't even know people were connecting 
jewelry to religion? Uh, Muslims don't wear... Is that a Jew watch? And one of the most unbelievable discoveries yet. Barack Obama had a big part of 9-11. Which part? Not being around, always on vacation, never in the office. Why do you think Barack Obama wasn't in the Oval Office on 9-11? That I don't know. We'd like to get to the bottom of that. Wow. Do you understand? Like, 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 and, and there's a gazillion of these. Okay. A gazillion yeah, but- of these. Where it's just like we, we, we. Was there any intelligent ones that they were going to put on? If you pull up an intelligent one, please let's play it. I'm just saying, is, is do you think that they were all just this? Uh, listen, that guy didn't even know Barack wasn't in the White House at the time. Uh, hello? So, I mean, we're talking about straight up idiots. Yeah, Trump supporters. You don't think people supported Trump because of the economy and they felt that Hillary was going to put uh, our economy in a bad situation? Listen, there are black jelly beans in the pile. But this, you know, those are the we throw those out. There's not enough to to to, you know, we know the majority of shit. You know that the uh, Trump Senate just voted against him right now on the uh, Saudi Arabian things, right? Did they? Yeah. So that's good. A good thing. It's good because they didn't let him do the his his denial of uh, Muslims. Uh, uh, no, the the killing of uh, right. Now I'm going to sound like an idiot. The, I can't say the guy's name. It's Kellogg's, but it's Kashasi. Right. Uh, and so yeah, there there was right. a vote, and they voted against Trump. Right. So hopefully, the Republican Party someday will separate itself from uh, the Trump Party. Right. I I understand your point. I can go find people that support everybody that sounds stupid though. I I wish I could find let me let me see if I could pull up and 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 this is the part that gets my blood boiling. The black dude who supported Trump uh I, I, did I did I play it for you the the Reverend Pastor Mark Burns? I think you did. This is this is one of the top coons uh, in the game. Like I, I think even we mentioned uh, somebody sent me an email that Diamond and Silk, the two black biscuit making mammies, <laughs> that are going to get a show, who proudly support Trump loudly, who I call mm-hmm and show Liz, unfucking believable. Pastor Mark Burns, Paris Denard, he stays with Trump's cock in his mouth. But th- but this is the idiocy that. Is in this country, and and you know, but okay, I, and I like that you said this is the idiocy that's in this country, but you can't blame Trump for the idiocy that's in the country. The idiocy was here. Okay, but if we don't get rid of it, how did you get rid of it? When I had, I, I think I told you this. I had a a friend tell me a white dude. That when Obama was in election, he thought he really, he really sincerely believed that we were in a post-racial society. Uh, uh, who told you that? A white dude that I know that said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because it's but, all but gone they, now. They, they believe that. Yeah, I think, and I and I know this is is not what people want to hear. I think Trump is going to be the first person that is going to make this conversation as uncomfortable as it is have to be had because I don't think we're going to be able to put this cat back in the bag. Right. And we see that we have the ability in this country to elect a black president. Do we have the ability in this country to figure out how to just fucking get along? 
on an anti-race yeah, basis. All, all the racist white people have to die. <laughs> we need a Nat Turner cleansing. You, you. Let me. I think I pulled up Master Burns. This week, devout conservative Christians from all 50 states made a pilgrimage to the Quicken Loans Arena to see the man who they believe will lead them to so much winning. Jordan Klepper reports on this holy-ish union. Donald Trump has assembled a wide range of supporters at the RNC, and some of the most vocal, evangelicals. Yes, he's a casino owner who's had three different wives, but the conservative Christians know a devout man when they see one. Go Trump! He represents the godly people of the United States of America. You think he's always acted like a, a good Christian? Absolutely. Yeah. How can you build that kind of empire if you're not praying to God for good things every day? The man for this time in history, and God will use him. And I don't know that he's going to even be aware of how God is going to use him. You think he even knows what his relationship with God is? Absolutely, I think that. They seem convinced, but I was still struggling to see how this man reflected the teachings of the good book. What do you think about the idea of loving thy neighbor? Uh, you don't want somebody living next door to you that's going to sneak over and murder you in your sleep. Who's going to do that? But then I saw a man who could convince even the most skeptical of the depth of Trump's faith. We are electing a man in... And this is, this is Pastor Mark Burns. And this is the most greasy-lipped, fried, chicken-eating nigga that chucks dance and, and chuck and jives. Oh, I hate this nigga. I want to punch this nigga with uh, literally ironing fists. Two irons for fists. Donald Trump, who believe in the name of Jesus Christ? Pastor Mark Burns. Shout amen! That's the guy I needed to talk to. The man who gave the benediction on the opening night of the RNC. I believe Donald Trump, without question, loves God. He believes in the one true God. He believes Jesus Christ is his Lord and Savior. He believes that uh, marriage... Now, let me stop. Wait, why did you stop in marriage? That was going to be... A no, good no, 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 but let me stop. If you have half a brain and you look at Donald Trump and you have listened to his rhetoric, does this even sound fucking believable? That he's a man who believes that Jesus Christ is his Lord and Savior. Does Donald Trump even wear the face and the attitude of a man that believes that? There we go. You don't even answer. No, no. I'm just. I, I, I just. The answer is no. Okay. So leave because it. after the divorces, after the. the All right. The, so let's leave it. And, there. and he makes money off gambling. Okay. Let's leave it there. It's between one man and one woman. He believes that. Wait. <laughs> what? He believes marriage is between one man and one woman. Who does? Donald Trump believes one marriage is between one man and one woman. He also believes. Until a younger woman comes along. No, 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 no. Jesus said, blessed are the poor, for they will inherit the kingdom of heaven. He did. Right? He did. Donald Trump said, I've watched politicians bragging about how poor they are, how poor their parents and grandparents were, and I said to myself, if they can stay so poor for so many generations, how smart can they be? They're morons. Donald Trump is not the pastor of the United States of America. 
He's accepted Jesus Christ as his savior. Is he a seminarian student? Can he exegete the scriptures? I don't think so. You know who has run a Bible study? I'll who give you a hint. It rhymes with Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Hillary Clinton. Yes. Runs a Bible study. She did when she was first lady of Arkansas. Well, you know, I can't speak to Hillary Clinton's relationship with God. I know she's really good at pandering out to black churches, singing whatever Amazing Grace song she can come up with for that moment. Do you think Donald Trump knows the words to Amazing Grace? <laughs> well, again, I think it'd be more like Tremendous Grace. How fantastic the sound could save a pretty good guy like me. I once was lost, although you know what? I was never lost. I was born with an impeccable sense of direction. When it comes to Trump's views on the poor and marriage, Christians are willing to turn the other cheek, an attitude they extend to all God's children. Well, almost all. I think that when Hillary Clinton calls Donald Trump a person that does disrespects women for a woman herself to allow her husband to disrespect her, uh, I think that's horrible. You're holding that to Hillary? What we sow is what we receive. So what's worse, Hillary allowing Bill to cheat or Donald Trump cheating? Well, I want to I want to be clear. Um, I just spoke and I said Hillary Clinton has allowed anyone to do anything. Uh, Bill is his own man. But you're connecting his actions to Hillary. But because the, the, he is Hillary Clinton's husband. But you're not connecting Donald Trump's actions to Donald Trump. I believe Donald Trump, just like any of us, when we fall, we fall to the sin. I see. You coon-shuffling, fucking slave, biscuit-eating, fucking show-nuff shoulders, Al Josen, white salt, pepper hair, white gloves, Shirley Temple twirling, fucking cocksucker coon-ass nigga, and that's why we call niggas coons in the black community. And when white people defend them motherfucking mascots, we do it because we, we, we it's, it's, you, you, you niggas, ugh, you don't take the fucking time to understand why we can't stand coon niggas like that. Because Donald Trump is the same cocksucker who will condemn the, 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 the Central Park Five, five black men accused of raping a white woman that would never happen, serve 20 years in jail, and called for their execution, and when they were exonerated, never apologized. Housing discrimination. Refused to sell to blacks. Fucking disrespects our first and only black president, tries to destroy his legacy, the birther movement, saying he was never a fucking citizen. Rapists, Mexicans, banned Muslims. How the fuck can you be a person of color and not see that and support this cocksucker? You fucking coons. You rotten fucking. I wish Nat Turner would come back and slice your fucking throats. You, no, I'm not even going to go there on this one right now. I'm done. This Pastor Mark Burns, Sheriff Clark, Paris Denard, fucking Silk Diamond, mm-hmm, and Sholiz, Larry Elder, Stacy Dash, you coon ass niggas. I haven't seen. Uh... And that's why I got fucking suspended from thrown off fucking Twitter because I call these coons what they are. And these white Trump supporters who love these nigga mascots come defend them. I haven't seen Sheriff uh, Clark uh, out much these days. Yes, I haven't seen him on his. I haven't seen him on any of the talk shows. Um, you know, there, there is no answer to what we're talking about right now. There's just discussion. <laughs> 
sounded heated. Probably going to have to have a lot more heated comment. Uh, we never com- even got to my love problems, nigga. Do you want to do it? Nah, it's fucking one minute past the hour. We still have time. No, we don't. We're out of time. Uh, the conversations have to be had. The silver lining is if Trump did anything, he's going to cause the conversation to start. That's all. And whoever wrote that email to me. Sergio. Sergio. You're right. You do want me on the jury if there's a if you committed a crime. But I hope I, I hope I can't prove that you committed the crime because I'm still vote I would vote against you if I found out you committed the crime. If you didn't commit the crime, I'll be the one arguing for your ass the whole fucking time. But I just need the facts, man. I'm just trying to work with the facts. Oh goodness. Sometimes I think what you guys call facts a skewed vision. Man, I'm not going to deny that that the white white community in general has a skewed vision. But I'm gonna I'm gonna say this I'm gonna say this uh, I'm gonna say it this way. Um, I'd like to just explain to the black community that feels the same way what you just expressed about the white community is you only understand what you've been through. You can't explain it. You can't look at me. The reason you wear your two faces that you talk about is you can't explain to me what you've been through. You have to experience it. I don't want, let me stop you there. I never experienced the 60s. Nope. I never experienced civil rights. I never experienced water hoses and dogs. I've never experienced police brutality. There was a black Trump supporter, and I was trying to find it, who basically said, he summed it up like this, I've never been called nigger. I've never been shot at by the police. I've never been harassed. I've never been beaten. So because you've never done it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Yeah. Because, because, because I've never been called any of those things either. I've never had a cop shoot at me, beat me, harass me. I've never experienced one bit of racism from a white police officer to make me feel like my life was in jeopardy. But if you do your homework and you don't live under a rock and you're not naive and you take the time to give a fuck, as a human being, you have empathy. You have sympathy. And between common sense, your eyes, your ears, your heart, you can empathize. Definitely. And on what you just said, on those issues, when they're obvious, when there's documentation, when there's when you can read about it, when you can see it. But the frustration... I think bubbles up and continues to boil, not just because of well, the police is a whole different thing. And I put the police in the same category that I put the people in in, uh, Charlottesville is if you have bad cops on your force and you don't speak up, the barrel's bad because there's a bad apple in the barrel. And to be fair, if you live in the black community and you know niggas is doing wrong, to the detriment of your own people and you don't point them out just because you don't want to be labeled a snitch. You're just as wrong. So we have efforts to be made there. My point that I was trying to make about what they, what white people don't know and, and, and refuse to take a look at is as simple, as simple as what you said about your hair. It's as simple as not taking the time to understand that we are not all the same physically and that we need to 
adjust and look at people in a way because the only thing that keeps us apart is our fear of other people and what we don't understand. That comment about the Muslims, that was embarrassing for me as a human. Right. To fucking even hear. That one, right. out of all of those comments, right. that one made me cringe the most. But what makes me cringe about it is that it would be different if she, she was like the only one. That that sentiment and that thinking, that runs across the board. But again, education, <coughs> reaching out, talking to people, not just pointing fingers. Taking a time to give a fuck. But that has to come it, it, ra- both sides. Let me tell you something. Racism in this country is so fucked up and so foul and so ugly. It sucks, and people want to avoid it because it just sucks, and it's ugly, and it hurts, and it's hard to have the conversation, and it's much easier to go sweep it under the rug and act like it doesn't exist. But we did that for eight years when Obama was in office. We did what for eight years? White people swept it under the rug, felt like we are oh, in a new- well, yeah, how could- Right. And as soon as you had Trump in office- somebody lifted up the rug and blew everything out. And But even when Obama was in office, there was a hatred of, oh my God, there's a nigga in charge for eight years? So that's been brewing. No, yeah, it has been brewing. He just, oh, but, but Trump opened up the pot. But you can't blame Trump solely because these people are there. You can blame Trump for everything you want to blame him for, but he didn't make any of these people. Those people existed. Right. That's the problem. He's a symptom of the problem. He is not the problem. We've never taken care of the problem. He 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 don't say he's not don't say he's not the he's problem. A symptom of the problem. Okay. Unfortunately, he's leading the the way in the problem. But there we need we need we need to fix the problem. And the problem is going to be fixed with conversation and people understanding each other. This is not going to go any further. We're going to keep doing the same thing over and over that we always do if we don't address the problem. We need a Nat Turner cleansing. Man, (laughs) (laughs) you you say that and then all women are going to come out against you. Now we have a women and men problem. Oh, goodness. Dude, no one – this is is the moment in in our history in, in, in this country as this experiment where we're looking at women, we're looking at different races, we're looking at different sexualities. This is a really interesting time. Where things can actually become can get accomplished, mm. but probably won't. All right, God damn! Let me get to. We are fucking almost. Can eight you do? Over. Can you do one one favor for me though? Just so, because we're supposed to have a somewhat comedy podcast. I what? This was there was some comedy in yeah, there. Yeah. Can you do? Uh, can you close out on an impression? I know I'm not trying to make you like the jukebox. Are you really trying to put me on the spot? Yeah, but just... just what, what you, you No, listen, that that Comedy Central Jordan Klepper shit... Yeah, that was funny. That was, that was comedy, It baby. made me cringe, though. That one part was cringeworthy. It all was cringeworthy, but, you know... Even if it's DMX telling people to fuck off, I'd take that right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to get this nigga to dance on the heels of... Of all this shit? Having a race talk. <laughs> I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not putting my tap shoes on, nigga. Oh, fuck. If you were black and you told me to do it, I might dance a jig, but not off not off of that shit. Fuck. How about uh, my, my Mexican side? Isn't going to bring enough of it out? Nigga, I ain't seen your Mexican side since we had tacos in El Paso. <laughs> did we have tacos in El Paso? <laughs> yes, we did, motherfucker. We went to an authentic taco place that burnt the taste buds off my goddamn tongue. Oh, yeah, tongue. that was good. Yeah. Okay, so when we go to Phoenix next time, I'm not taking you to any of the other... I'm taking you just to, to Mexican restaurants. There it is. Fair I'll enough. Let you see my Mexican side. 
Um, fuck. Uh, well, there it is. Love you guys. Uh, and if you hadn't, well, they already aired the Adam Ray and Brad Williams thing, right? Yeah, but check them out because uh, Adam Ray and Brad Williams, really cool guys. I'm. I think I'm working with Adam. We're off one weekend. I think I'm going to be out there hosting okay. for him. Um, in in Phoenix. Um, right. and really cool podcast fun podcast i'm not not saying don't check out the fighter and the kid i know it's a cool podcast they do a lot more dick jokes and they I, know I, for I, doing I, dick I, jokes. I just didn't expect to get what we got well dude i didn't even get to i, I didn't even get to this part here and i want to clear that up before i go right for all the people who are commenting who is that guy who is that guy that guy and that guy and talking shit about me uh your host and the two hosts of the show didn't fucking introduce me didn't put me on anything didn't make me feel comfortable so if you are worried about what my position is why don't you ask your fucking the people that you idolize and sucking their dicks why they didn't introduce me Ooh, i ain't never seen this all right so i i don't care you can talk all the shit you want about me this nigga's so steamed his curls got permed but it ain't my fault side you curls is straight it ain't my fault of the people that you love cat williams jew sideburns if you if he if the people that you love didn't handle their business right, that's not my fault. There it is. AndyComedy.com. All my information is, all my social media information is at the top right of my page. Please follow me, check me out, do whatever. Um, Let me shout out my, I don't even know if they fucking listen, but let me shout out my Patreon uh, subscribers so I can let them know how much I appreciate them. Uh, ba ba Fuck me, fuck me. Les Leslie V. Um, come on, where the fuck are you, cocksuckers at? Uh, community. Where? I'm so fucking. I'm I'm so not savvy to any of this shit. Uh, Henry Duran, Jedediah James. Um, oh, fuck. I, I just can't do this. I don't, I don't have the fuck. And one one chick unfollow me who was following me, Sonia Prazik. I wonder what I did to that bitch. Uh, Talk but, shit, shit about her race. What fuck? Uh, <laughs> there it is. Follow me on Patreon. Uh, you guys are not being active enough. Email me any questions, concerns, or thoughts you have. Don't you motherfuckers know that in order for us to grow, we need you to grow with us. Don't don't don't. don't thank you, Sergio. For sending out emails and to some of the other people, my man Audrey, who I thought was a girl. Fucking, would you email us, goddammit, so we can make this shit more interesting? Sergio, I did appreciate the email, though. I was just fucking with you, but I did appreciate uh, it. Uh, uh, Instagram, Ari Spears Official. Uh, YouTube, Ari Spears. Facebook, Ari Spears. And uh, again, to the Fighter and the Kid podcast supporters who were with me, I love you. Let's break some ribs together and for those of you who didn't get it suck my dick brandon and uh and brian thanks for having us out regardless i still had fun even though it wasn't fun and uh san francisco anyone listen in the san francisco in the bay area Cobbs, baby uh, it's starting Friday the 14th, and we'll be there until Sunday the 16th. Please let people know. Uh, come support the room. Last time I, we were there, it was a tight room. I want to be really honest. Uh, your political correctness in San Francisco is incorrect to be that politically correct. Let's fix this shit. Ah, uh, there it is. Uh, we done? Yeah, we're going to go to the show. Yeah. Okay. Texas, thanks.
Nickels. Nickels.